Hello, everybody. Welcome to The Bonfire. I'm your host, Oliver Moscow. Uh, Today's episode is the first part of uh, multiple, probably like a two-parter with TJ Spirito and Peter Humphreys, where we talk about coronavirus and how we've dealt with it and opinions and misinformation and stuff like that and conspiracy theories. So yeah, we covered a lot of stuff um, and that is why it is a two-part series. I apologize for that, so um, I'll just get into it and I hope you enjoy. Yeah, I might just cut off the beginning. Oh, we're starting? Just I don't like just starting and then like, you know, oh, you gotta get things ready. I like that. Get used to the microphone, you yeah. know what I mean? Smart. Okay. You know what they do that in most podcasts, I think. Yeah. They always start off into talking in the beginning. Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> all right, all right, Pete. So why do you think, why do you hate Oliver? You were just saying that before we walked in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. All right, guys. Uh, welcome to the bonfire. Uh, uh, thank you guys for coming on the podcast, Peter and TJ. Of course. We need more pizam. More pizam. What What's mean? up, guys? Welcome to the bonfire. Today I have TJ Spirito, who is anti-COVID, and myself, who cares about the health and safety of the citizens. That's fair, fair, fair. Let's talk about that. So today we're gonna Opening dig into argument. it. Yes, okay. Pete, where do you stand? What do you? What are your thoughts on COVID right now? Um, well, it's it's lasted for a long time. It's a what? It's lasted for a long time. I wish we were kind of in a, a better place right now. I think the vaccines are are gonna help the situation, and maybe we'll get back to normal starting uh maybe the next school year. Start the next school year. Okay. Here's where I stand. Let me let me can I, can I go through the whole story? Yep. My, my, this is what we're getting to, my perspective, right, why I think this. So, for three months, I sat in my house, I would meet up with my friends in a parking lot, and I'd sit on my trunk, and every time they walked near me, I'd run away, because I thought I was going to bring COVID home to my grandmother, who I live with. So finally, my friends started going out, and they were just hanging out in small groups, and they weren't seeing anybody else, they were just hanging out in those small groups, and I really wanted to go. So I told my mom that I was going to go live with my friend down the shore and I did that and I started gradually seeing more people and, and I was like, wait, I mean, like as I'm seeing more, just let it, let it be. As I'm seeing more people, I'm like, whoa, I thought we were living in a global pandemic. I have not seen anybody who's sick or nothing's, nothing's as bad as I see. Cause when I sat in my room for three months, I was thinking I'm sitting in my room because I'm like saving myself, my grandmother, my family from what I think that if everybody was outside, everybody would be sick and like dying. Mm-hmm. I go out, I see nobody sick. So senior week came around and I was at my buddy's senior week house and I was with him for two days there. And then, and then we were with like big groups of people and his girlfriend ended up testing positive for COVID who was there as well. This is the first time anybody I know who had COVID at all. And, and like, there was, like, multiple groups hanging out. So, like, I freaked out at first. And I was like, okay, I can't go home, do anything. Everyone got tested. And only my friend's girlfriend and himself had COVID. So that was my first time interfering with COVID. I didn't get it. Nobody else got it. And I was like, oh, it's kind of weird. We all got lucky. That was, like, a super-duper contagious disease that some of us could have gotten sick from, died from. And also... 
Those two people, the only ones who tested positive out of a large group of people, like didn't had no symptoms. Like maybe a stuffy nose. I don't even know. So, so have you gotten COVID yet? No. Mm-hmm. So well, that's what happens. Is I, I like I tested negative. I kept going out. I kept interfering. Wait, did you stay down at the shore? Were they at the shore with you? And then I found out when I got home. Yeah. Uh, what was the nature of your interaction with these people that were positive? Um. Well, I hung out with him. I took a nap with him. On in the same room, might have been. I took a nap with him in the same room. Um, I was talking to him for a couple hours. I didn't hang out with the girl who tested positive that much, but my friend who had it, I hung out with him probably four or five hours. This is my first time ever like interfering with COVID. So I was like, oh my god, I have COVID. Like I got scared. I was like, I could get yeah. really sick and, and die. you didn't get it. No, I tested negative. So then I was like, whoo, that was lucky. So then I was like still going out, seeing friends, like trying not to see too many people. And then again, I got, I was contract traced with COVID, tested negative. This happened about four or five more times. And everyone I know who had COVID was like fine. It didn't like go crazy or spread. So I'm thinking, I sat in my, in my room for three months. And I understand that like these were younger people, but like, I'm like, I sat in my house or for three months to some virus I thought was super deadly and it's just, it's not like that at all yeah. from what I've seen. And this kept happening to the point where I hung out with someone, like Ashley was in the same house with them for two days in a row, like hanging out with them and um, they tested positive and I didn't. So, I mean, it kind of came and like, I, I haven't seen anyone who's been seriously sick off of it. That's what I think. I don't even know anybody who's had COVID mm-hmm. in a while recently. So- there's 31.9 million cases of COVID in U.S. and 369,000 deaths. 569,000 deaths. So, exactly. So, that was my first thought. I have a lot of thoughts around this that makes me think the way that we're reacting to COVID is so overdramatic. So, like I said earlier, I have two of my good friend's parents, like people I grew up with who work in hospitals, um, helping doctors. They're like actually like emergency operations that are there um, helping doctors. And um, they said that they get more money. I don't know why you guys were trying to come up with something earlier about it, but they get more money for um, claiming that someone died from COVID. So they admitted that they would say people died from COVID even if the death was non-COVID related because the hospitals got needed more money and got more money from that. So are you trying to argue that we are overreacting to COVID across the board? Yes. Or are you trying to argue that our initial reaction was... Because I agree that our initial reaction to COVID, when everyone, no one really knew what was happening, was kind of ridiculous. Yes. Like, at my tent, at, like, in Allen's, like, there's a park next to me. They took down the tennis nets. Like, yes, yeah, like they took down the rims, the basketball courts. I think that's absurd, but at the same time, um, you know, you saw, like, there was, like, a senior party. Everyone yeah. in the senior class got sick. I mean, I feel like it, I was there. You didn't get sick. Did not get sick. Actually, it was. I, I mean, think it was only like you might just have an insane immune system. Maybe. Um, but like, no, yeah. yeah, I've been exposed to it like a, a lot of times. I think one person went there, tested positive. I think, which honestly, this is the highest transfer rate I've seen at any um thing. But that was, I think, one person went there with po- testing positive, and I think five people ended up getting it. So, so that that was that, and that was the most I've seen. Yeah, so I'm just looking at the R value, which is like the spreading, yeah. how fast it spreads. 
and it's 0 0.7 to 0 0.9. 0. Point, what does that mean? That means if one person has COVID, they'll spread it to 0. 0.7 to 0. 0.9. And so uh, they'll I spread thought, it thought it was 2 at first. Yeah. So that's what it is right now. But that's... Is that, that's because of all the protocols. That's with, that's with the protocols. Like, DJ's not wearing masks at the parties. Uh-uh. Yeah, exactly. Or social distancing. So, I mean, it's really hard to say. I think it's a really deadly disease. And um, I could be wrong, but I think that the measures we've taken have been pretty successful. The economy is not dead. We're not all in, you know, a Great Depression at the moment. And we've. I think we might have saved, like, 100,000 lives. I think, like... With, with the... Yeah, done. yeah, yeah. I think in our bubble, it doesn't feel like we've been affected economically that poorly. But like, I mean, people have certainly you know lost their jobs and yeah. and lost their small businesses. That's um, true. That's and true. then the government aid it took like a while. Like that's true. The government basically took away their ability to make money, and then didn't provide them stimulus until Congress decided to get its act together. I think the point about like in our bubble is really important with yeah. this. Because, like, we're all talking about things we've seen and whatnot, but obviously we're a very small portion of the population. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I think, so what, what do you think the, TJ, what do you think the, we should have done differently? Okay, so after, so back to what I was saying. After I start thinking that, wow, COVID is not as bad as I thought. Well, my, my parents also stressing how important COVID was. I lived with my grandmother who has Alzheimer's and 80 years old. Obviously, even when I, if I am going out, I'm staying very far away from her just because regardless of, my, of what I think about the virus, I understand that she is definitely at risk. Yeah. And um, so what, after that all happened and I was like, wait, like, I feel like this isn't right. I feel like there should be a worse virus out there than what I've been seeing. I began to do a little bit of research myself. I do think the way we initially reacted with taking off the hoops and stuff, that was a fine reaction and it's because of this. That was a fair reaction because when we first heard about COVID coming to the United States, our interpretation of what COVID was, it was that you would trace it to two other people when you got it and it was a 3% mortality rate in general. And that's actually, I think now it's, it's between 0.2 and 0.3%. And if it was at a 3% mortality rate, and the transfer rate or transfer average percentage was two, then yes, we need to shut everything yeah. down and we need to do all this stuff. My question is, when we found out that there were plenty of people who were asymptomatic and that the mortality rate actually isn't 2%, why didn't we change our reaction? Because we were reacting to a virus that we thought was 3% mortality rate, but it wasn't. Yeah. So, so it's a... So I'm looking we at this. Yes, yeah, so what I'm here. saying is we it didn't says, change. It says as of February 11th, mortality rate for um, up to people of the age of like 50 is 0.2%. And then after that, once you get 80 plus, 14.8% mortality rate. Uh, where are these numbers? This is... When is this from? Yeah, February 11th, 2020. Yeah. Exactly. So then... We thought, for according, according to a well, federal this, this holds up to you. It's 0 0.2 for the younger population. Yes, But once yes. you get older, like, wow. This is what I'm saying. At this time, in February, March, April, this was our interpretation of what COVID was. Uh -huh. But that wasn't the case at all. 
So we were reacting to a virus that we thought would kill 0.2% of the younger population, 14.8% of the elderly population. And if that was the case, I agree 100% let's shut everything down. So you think this, these stats are wrong and the mortality rate is lower? They, they think are. This is of the people that have been infected. Yeah, they, they, that's what we realized. That was our first interpretation of the virus and it's, it was false. Yeah. So as of that time, that graph was correct of what we thought it was, but it's not. It's actually a lot you better think, than that. You think that the numbers here are different? I don't think I know. It's changed. So uh, back then, February, uh, February 2020, March 2020, we thought that the, the virus was a lot more deadly than it actually is. And those numbers are what we thought it used to be back in February. So uh, I'll try to find out what you think it is. Sorry, guys. I'm just looking up. Um, where am I? I have some statistics, too, I could pull up. Any thoughts, Peter? While we're well, yeah, it. it just sounds like... Uh, well, TJ's had this experience where he's um, been out, and, and you are a very extroverted person. Um, and you're spending a lot, a lot of time around young people and, and you're not seeing, like like you said, it doesn't look like uh, people are like dying in the streets or like that, you hear that 500,000 death, death count and you're thinking of what, and you're looking around and you're like, this doesn't look like that. You also don't know anyone who's died from COVID. Yeah. I don't. I it's know, a, it's a small, it's a small, you know someone who's died Chris from the McArdle vaccine. died from the vaccine. Died from the vaccine. What do you yeah, mean? I heard, but he got, after he got his vaccine and he was getting symptoms, he died that night. I don't, I've heard that from three different people. One of them, um, what is a close, um, really involved in the school and was close with Mr. McArdle, his mother. Yeah, that's, that would be really interesting. Yeah. I would want to, I would want to hear more yeah. about that's it. What, that's why I don't want to be positive about that because that's like a huge accusation, but I did hear that from three different people. Yeah. What I've noticed is a lot of things that your opinions are based on are things that you hear from other people. No, no, actually, it's, no, I think it's a complete other way around. Really? You're hearing all this stuff, like, this many people died. How many, do you know anybody who died from COVID? That's what I'm saying. Your, yours all, like, things that I've experienced personally where mine is, what I look at the world is just, like, more broadly things that have been reported. I look at the world as, well, no, I was. I was reacting to it like that, but then when I'm like, wait, what I've been hearing, what I've been reported... As I've been going out, that doesn't match my perception of what is going on right now. So you think that the numbers don't per- match? I they they could. I don't. I what after hearing about my friends' parents who are in the hospital and they tell me that they do it, they need more extra money, so they do claim that people died from COVID when that actually isn't even true. Um, actually. Uh, yeah, I mean, my friend, well, I think it was like two and a half weeks ago now, used to work with him, got into a car crash, was ejected 30 feet from his car, um, was rushed to the hospital. His family showed up and they were like, is he okay? And um, they were like, no, I'm sorry, the internal bleeding's too bad. Um, they said to his parents, they were like, your son has 30 minutes left to live. And they were like, can we see him? They were like, no, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, that's, that's a real big thing. They were like, I'm sorry, we ju- he just tested positive for COVID. Which, in my, which gets me really upset because, like, as I was close with this guy, um, after he's been ejected 30 feet from a car and he's dying in a hospital, you even, like, question of shoving a stick up his nose while the internal bleeding's going on. 
and then when you, when you tell him he has 30 seconds left to live, and you leave him tra- 30 minutes left to live, and you leave him trapped in a room, and don't allow him to see his family. I think that's the most horrible thing that's come out of this, is people, like, that are dying, and whatever, and their loved ones, they, they're not allowed to see them. them. Yeah. Which, that's, that's I don't, the which, like... I don't, why would that, say he, say he like did test positive for COVID, I don't understand why when someone's on their deathbed dying, you even still feel the need to stick a COVID stick up their nose, and you don't yeah, allow them to, for it, yeah. yeah, like, I uh, mean, yeah, and if you're getting tested, it's not like an easy test, like, it's very painful, like, I could just picture the guy I know sitting on his deathbed, like, internally bleeding, and them just, like, it's uncomfortable, uh, it like, uncomfortable, it's not a yeah. fun thing to get tested for. Yeah, Which, so, yeah. So when all these numbers come out, they do sound crazy. They could be correct. I just have heard. You just don't believe the numbers. I don't. They, I don't believe the numbers because of what I've heard from people. I thought I don't believe them. See I, what I'm. See what I mean. This is the the thing that I personally have issue with. That I don't believe the numbers because of things I've heard from people. Because as someone listening to your argument, I have no clue who these people are. But yeah. I do trust. The numbers that are coming from the CDC because I have no reason not to. Yeah, I understand that. I this is because for me, I feel like if I don't trust the things that are coming from from our government, that I feel like they're lying to me, which could be the case. Um, if I have reason to believe that, that's fair. But I think it's really unproductive. Yeah, when I ever when I hear like people, I've heard accusations saying like the numbers are false. I'm always trying to find like what's the motive, what's the point of. Yeah. Just reporting numbers like okay, hospitals are in this. Yeah, what? Well, why would our government do this to yeah. us? Yeah, yeah, that's also. A I, yeah, I mean, there is like I saw like something that said like people who say why would they do this? It's like have you ever seen um, like if you were looking in the history book, you you've never seen like a government do anything wrong to its people. Like it happens all the time. Uh, I'm not no, saying, but if we look at the U.S. right now, yeah, I don't think that. I mean, I mean, I know this is like people might disagree with me. But I, I think that there's enough different – the power isn't centralized enough in our government for one person to be able to just, like, make up facts about how many people are dying from COVID. Yeah. I like, there might, be, there might be a couple hospitals that are lying about their numbers, which is extraordinarily unethical. And if they get called out for that, by the way, you know, that's like – like, you run a business, right? Mm-hmm. If you lie about your numbers, especially if you lie about how someone died, yeah, that's big. That's yeah. big yeah. trouble. Well, so it's really hard for me. I think it's. I think I agree one hundred percent. And and that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying like those numbers are fake. The government's lying to us. Mm-hmm. I say I question those numbers. And yes, it's what I've heard. But I, I, from people, I know you don't know them, so it, the argument yeah. doesn't hold much weight to you. I'm telling you from my perspective why I think this way. I'm not saying F those numbers, those are fake numbers. I'm saying I question them because of the people who I'm close with who work in a hospital, how they've said that sometimes, not even sometimes, that they will um, fake. Uh, oh my God. Uh, Thank you for listening to today's episode. The next episode will be a continuation of this conversation. So part two, look for the episode with TJ and Peter. And um, yeah, it's equally, if not more interesting than this one. So if you like this, uh, it's more of this conversation. And um, yeah, Uh, yeah, just listen to it. I hope you like it.